Welcome to a special Gen Z episode of Electronic Quarterback today. We're here with Jeremy Simmons, who's a, a co-op student with us at Blue Rush and goes to Waterloo and Laurier That's right. at the same time, which he's going to explain that. Um, and we just thought it'd be great to get some, uh, some perspective from Jeremy today on, on leadership. And just because you work for me, doesn't mean you need to be uh, holding <laughs> back here at all. Um, but so Jeremy, you've had a chance through, through co-op and I guess through some of your direct efforts to work at three different companies. Yep. And uh, if you don't mind, maybe just describe what those three companies are and uh, sure. or who, you know, name them at least. And then and it'd be interesting to hear what kind of different uh, leadership styles you've seen in these three uh, different companies. For sure. So the first company I worked at was called Blended Perspectives and they were an Atlassian Platinum partner. So Atlassian is this big Australian company um, and they're sort of a partner here in Toronto. That's like the Jira. Yeah, Jira, yeah. Confluence, yeah. all that stuff. So Atlassian makes those products and then they have partners uh, around the world who kind of sell and implement it. So I worked at that company. It was a pretty small company at the time, uh, 10, 15 people. So I worked really closely with the co-CEOs there. Mm -hmm. um, co-CEOs. Co-CEOs. There were two of them, exactly. So that was very interesting. Obviously, got to experience what it's like to work for a much smaller company that's at the beginning of, mm -hmm. of their journey. So that was very interesting. After that, I had a co-op at OSFI. This was my last co-op last year. So much bigger than a, a 10 man company. So you went from a 10 person yeah. startup to like dual CEO to a regulator. Exactly. Fa financial regulator, uh, very lots of structure, organization. Um, you know, I was within a small division, so I had my manager and then I knew her manager and then that was about it. You know, I didn't get to really talk to the CEO Mm -hmm. um, of the company and now I'm at Blue Rush, yes. uh, which has been a great time and it's, you know, small mid-sized company. So I do get to obviously interact with the CEO, work directly under the CFO. So that's been very interesting just to see, you know, how the company works, um, how decisions are made, what types of different leaders there are. So things like that. Very interesting. And, and you can be honest. But like at Blue Rush, do you feel like you know what our strategy is? To an extent, yeah, I think so. like I work closely with Dave, the CFO, so mm -hmm. I get an understanding of how things work and, and where we're trying to go, what the what the goals are, the mm -hmm. products. Um, so that's been very interesting and definitely a good experience. And what do you think we could do better or I could do better to communicate things like that? What are we trying to do? Where are we trying to go? I don't know. Honestly, I've never really had a trouble understanding what was going on during my time at the company. I've always, it, especially with Dave, been very clear what's expected of me, what's going on, uh, you know, meetings with you and understanding what the company's doing, what we're trying to achieve. It's, it's been very transparent, which I think has been very good. Uh, just really understanding. Okay, mark that down. 10 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 10 yeah. out of 10. No, listen, no, listen, I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. So, um, from the Gen Z perspective, 
okay? There's an internal debate of, uh, you know, email, Slack, right. other, other modes of, of communication and collaboration. Um, what, what are your feelings on, uh, it's actually Microsoft Teams we use now, obviously, but um, on these tools as a replacement to uh, email, are they better, are they worse? Uh, I think for Gen Z, especially, you know, we're, we're, we've grown up with our cell phones, we've grown up with instant messaging, constantly knowing what's going on. So yeah. it's good with Microsoft Teams just because, you know, if, if something's needed of me, like a message yeah. can just be sent to me just like that. I receive the message. If I need to check something or work on something, yeah. I can get the message right away. Emails are still useful, um, I think, for outlining larger projects and kind of, you know, sending attachments and things like that. So I do see that emails can still be useful, but I think the great thing about Teams is it's instantaneous. Uh, you can message back and forth. And, and then on top of that, there's sort of these, like, chat rooms or groups where a bunch of people can see what's going on. So instead of yeah. having an email chain with, like, yeah. 20 people, you can just have yeah. a nice room where everything's discussed. Yeah. Sometimes I find it a little harder to find documents, but, right. <laughs> but overall, I, I, I agree with you. I think these collaboration tools are, uh, are better. So we were talking just before, and, and I, I thought this was interesting, but <clears throat> you and your friends in Gen Z mode, you're not finished school yet, you're right. looking to the future. Uh, how much do you think about things like AI and other disruptive technologies like that where, you know, I'm reading articles saying, right. no, no more lawyers, no more accountants, right. maybe no more CEOs. They'll have uh, AI CEOs uh, eventually, maybe. maybe. I haven't read that maybe. article yet, though. <laughs> but um, do you think about that when you're planning your, your career? I mean, for sure, yeah. When thinking about what jobs will be there, what jobs won't be there, what new jobs could come in, um, definitely things we're thinking about. And I have a lot of friends at Waterloo who study computer science as well. So that's something they're very much into, like cryptocurrency, AI. Um, and it sounds like they have it pretty set for them, computer science. I mean, I don't think we're going away from that anytime soon. And that's kind of the way of the future. Myself studying math and, math and business, you know, there's obviously still a lot out there and still a lot to do. But we definitely talk about AI and yeah. What, what might still be around. Maybe what careers not to pick. Exactly. Like, right. what are things that are looking like they're getting replaced, getting no longer being as, you know, things that 50 years ago people would have thought, oh, those are jobs that will never go. And yeah. now we're here and yeah. things are changing for sure. And were you not considering uh, actuary? Uh, yeah, actuaries. So a few actuarial, years ago I was looking into actuarial whatever. science, but... Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's parts of it that are definitely changing and, uh, you know, with computers and automation, mm -hmm. things can easily be taken over. And it, I feel like it's not as prominent a career path as it used to be. And so that's something I was considering. And now I'm kind of shifting away from that and looking at different realms within finance, for sure. Hmm. Cool. So and if you were to, if you were to say, take like 10 or 15 or 20 of your closer friends, colleagues at school. How many of them want to have a job? And how many of them want to start their own business? Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like 
at least to start with, sort of right out of school, a good chunk of them want to have a job first, you right. know, gain experience. Maybe 70% of them want to you know, just get a job, gain experience, maybe work your way up within an organization. But I have a few friends who either they say, I want to start to get a job, and then I kind of, once I've gathered that experience, made some money, right. um, kind of start my own thing. Or, you know, there's a, always a few friends that are like, just right off the bat, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own thing, right. be my own boss. Why am I even finishing this degree? Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm already started <laughs> exactly. a business. Exactly. Do you have friends that have started companies already? Um, or people you know? Not that I have fully started companies. I, there's always people you hear of. Like I, I know acquaintances and things like that that are starting their own and they mm -hmm. call themselves CEO of whatever company they've started. But uh, for the most part, it's more, you know, they want to come up with an idea and work from there and then create their own business and kind of yeah. work towards it. Think of, definitely I have some friends who think about yeah. certain things that they could do. Interesting. But, but most of them want to go in and work a little bit and learn yeah, a little bit first. Yeah, majority of them it's more work and it's then. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's true that you you get start a business, you get to call yourself CEO and then later on you can exactly. figure out Put if that, that on was LinkedIn. a good thing or not. But uh, <laughs> Put CEO on LinkedIn, that's always nice. Yeah. And um, you mentioned earlier as well that in your studies, you, you learn about management st styles and leadership styles. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> have you seen any, you know, have there been points where between these three companies that you've worked or different exposure where you're, oh yeah, okay, so yeah, Steve's a little more like that or right. the, the, the person that you worked for at OSFI is a little more right. like this, like, or, or are you seeing that those kind of uh, models that they taught you are not relevant? Well, I feel like I d I've definitely noticed differences in terms of management style. Like, you know, we learn about how there's kind of two extremes. There's people who want to have full control, do everything their way completely how they want it. And then there's more of a laissez-faire approach where it's like, you know, I'm just going to step back, let you figure it out. And, uh, I feel like the best is kind of a, a mix of the two, someone that can, okay. you know, yeah. that knows when to step back and knows when to give freedom, but can also continue leading uh, and being a manager. So that's something I found at Blue Rush is, you know, there's no one that's really trying to have full control and no one who's just letting everyone do whatever they want. It's, it's a nice mix. And I feel like that's a very good ideal scenario to have is someone, is leaders who, who know when to step back, but also know when it's time to kind of manage and take charge. Um, Excellent. And, and so maybe you answered my last question because I was going to ask you down the road when you're leading teams or le leading businesses, what do you expect that your management style is going to be? Well, that's the hope. I'm hoping I can have that perfect balance have that between balance. the two. Exactly. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks a lot for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Steve. There's the perspective from, uh, Gen Z, not all of Gen Z, but uh, at least a member of Gen <laughs> Z. Thank you for watching this episode of Electronic Quarterback. Don't forget to rate, review, and of course, subscribe to our podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much.